Welcome to the Everyday Love Podcast, where we talk about the love that we have and the love that we share, regardless of our circumstances. I'm your host, Cody Rayleigh, and today I brought on Don and Chris Tramp. Now, the Tramps have been a very, very influential couple in my life, and I'm so excited that they are coming on to be our last couple in February, where we've done all couples all month long. But as a bonus, this is going to be a two-part episode. So Couples Month is extending till next week as well, and you'll hear the second part of my conversation with Chris and Don. Chris and Don and I go back, I don't know, 10 or 15 years now. We talk about that a little bit. And they have just been really impactful. Um, I've watched them walk through several seasons of marriage and... To this day, I look to their example. So I'm so excited to have them on. Today is mostly just them telling their story. And then next week, we'll hear a lot of the wisdom that they have to give. But there's wisdom woven all throughout both episodes. So I hope you enjoy. Here's my conversation with Don and Chris. Chris and Dawn, welcome to the Everyday Love Podcast. Thank you. Thanks. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited to have you guys here. I'm glad that this worked out, even though it wasn't in my original schedule. I'm actually very excited. I am too. <laughs> I am too. As I was like putting together the questions, I was like, this can be a really good one. This <laughs> No pressure. <laughs> too bad they're not recording and just saw the look on, or videoing and saw the look on Dawn's face. So... Chris and Dawn, uh, you have been in my life for the last 15 years-ish, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Well, I guess we can talk about it now. Do you want to tell the listeners how we know each other? Yeah, so your mom and I were college roommates our first Mm -hmm. semester of college at Central Arizona College in Casa Grande uh, back in the day, and um, that was many years ago. I mean, I was fresh out of high school, so 1990, and um, we, she and I clicked pretty quickly. We mm-hmm. both had a, had a shared uh, a belief mm-hmm. in the Lord, and um, we were a good um, accountability partners with each other, um, and uh, I... Uh, I was, I remember, I, my, one of my favorite memories, I did your mom's hair for her wedding to your dad. Oh, yeah. I did her hair. And, I, I've seen um, pictures of that. Because yeah. <laughs> you had uh, big hair. <laughs> yeah, it was big hair and don't care kind of time. I miss those years. Um, yeah, it, uh, and, and so we, uh, uh, I knew your mom and dad for a long time, and they were, um, what I've always loved about your mom and I's uh, relationship is that no matter how much time has passed, when we connect back in, it's like not a day has passed yeah. Yeah, um, really and, and stuff. So, uh, you know, we were friends before social media mm-hmm. and stuff. So uh, just once in a blue moon, we'd pick up the phone and, and call and, and catch up. And uh, uh, so I, I was always touching base with her when I knew she had a baby. And um, when I would have a baby, you know, we'd touch base and... Uh, and then Don and I, uh, she invited us down to work at Apple Annie's, um, mm-hmm. when our boys were younger. Yeah. It was a Yupik orchard yes. in my hometown. Yes. In yeah. Wilcox. Yep. And that's when we really started, um, to, 
you know, kind of the friendship really started to uh, mm-hmm. flourish and stuff. So, um, so yeah, Gwen and I have known each other since 1990. And uh, I think, yeah, probably 15 years ago is when we really started coming down and, and seeing you kids and, mm-hmm. and uh, all three of you and uh, working in Appalachians together. And our, our boys are the same age as you and yeah. you and your siblings. So they, uh, so it was a good mesh. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Um, I was actually thinking as I was like preparing for this episode, looking back on it, just the timeliness that the Lord had in that of there's a lot going on in my household around that time. And mm-hmm. your family was very helpful. <laughs> um, I think is probably the best way to put it. So yeah. that was helpful to my mom, helpful to the three of us mm-hmm. kids, uh, particularly my sister and I. Yeah. So that's really cool to look back on and that's awesome. see. That's now. so sweet. Yeah. You never know what you're doing um, in the moment. Yeah. You know, you hope, you know, it's always your prayer and, and your hope that uh, you're doing something good yeah. and stuff. So it's always nice to yeah. look back on it. Um, Don is also here for the listeners. <laughs> Chris talks a lot more than I do. So <laughs> no, it was fun. All the times that we spent with your family. And and then I actually, because I'm a high school teacher, I had Cody's sister in my classroom mm-hmm. at one yeah. point in time. Yes. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because it wasn't a long time. But yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool to have her in there. So just yeah. kind of funny how things come around and around and around okay so yeah we'll talk more later about kind of when you guys were like when I was in high school and those times when you're super influential to me but first because you're on in February you're my last couple in a month full of couples and Valentine's Day yes (laughs) (laughs) um I want to talk about, we were talking about godly marriage mm-hmm. all through February. Um, and you guys, I think, are, I don't want to say this word because I don't think you're old, but you're the oldest oh. couple that's been on. <laughs> we got married very young. <laughs> we so did. you've been through all those seasons and now you're kind of entering the empty nester phase. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, but before we do that, I want you to talk about yourselves as individuals and then because then later we'll talk about how that's affected you as a couple okay um go ahead so I um grew up here in Buckeye uh and matter of fact not even you know two miles or three miles from where we ended up landing here um my parents were uh legally married until I was 18 um but it was not a very healthy uh, environment to grow up in. Um, it was very volatile. Um, I, I often tell people about what I recall as a cycle of my parents' relationship would be, you know, they would get into a big fight. Uh, my dad would leave. Uh, my mom would, you know, do something, you know, to, to, to get him to come back, whether, I mean, she did it all, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it included at sometimes even going to church. Um, and then she, uh, and then he'd move back in and, you know, it'd be good for a little while and then another fight. It was, it was just this constant mm-hmm. cycle and stuff. So, um, uh, when my pa- when I was 16, I was a junior in high school, my parents were separating for the final time and they, um, uh, my mom was moving to Phoenix. My dad was up in Wickenburg, kind of, he's a highway patrolman up there. 
and um, I didn't want to leave Buckeye. I was a junior mm-hmm. in high school. I, d- yeah. I didn't want to go to another high school. And my sister had just gotten married three months before. She's three years older than you. Uh, two. Two. Two, yeah. Um, two in a few months. And um, she had just gotten married, and her and her husband were like, well, you can move in with us if you'd like. And I was like, what? I mean, that's great. You know, newlyweds. Yeah. I'm like, oh, here, let your six, you know, <laughs> 16-year-old sister move in with you. Um, and, uh, but uh, it was actually a, a pivotal uh, moment in, in, my, in my life, in my foundation, in my relationship with the Lord um, in, in so many levels. And um, I'm, I'm truly grateful to them um, and uh, for, the, for their example, which I'm sure I'll probably chat on a little bit more yeah. later. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a, a story that you told me that I want to bring up later. Yeah. Okay, so awesome. That. So that's pretty much me. I mean, I left Buckeye for a few years. I went to Tucson um, to go to school and uh, that's where I met this guy, uh, and um, we ended up uh, back here after mm, ten years or so. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, about ten years. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Where did you guys live before? A good year. Oh, I didn't. And know then that. Mesa. We actually, when we left Tucson, we were young married. Um, he was at ASU, and I was working full time, and we moved around uh, apartments in the East Valley for a while. We bought, finally bought a little patio home in Mesa, lived there two years, and then you had graduated, gotten a job in Litchfield Park out here, and we moved to Goodyear. We were in that house for about five years, and then we landed here after that. Yeah. Well, I worked for a year. After I graduated college, I worked for a year in yes. Tempe. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. So I was going to back to get my post baccalaureate so I can teach. Mm-hmm. So we spent a lot of time in Mesa and then Goodyear. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So Don, tell me, tell me about where you, where um, you grew up. Well, I grew up in Tucson, and my dad's an auto mechanic and has always owned his own small business. So I grew up. Working on cars when mine broke down, um, but never really wanted to go into that. So I've That's always, fair. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was always uh, out of necessity, not of enjoyment. Yeah, so it saved us a lot of money. I, over the years, I, though, I, I have, have to say, yes, we've, we've driven some clunkers. <laughs> yes, yes, when you're young and married and poor and dumb, you just don't have any money, so you got to be able to fix it. So I'm pretty good at doing routine maintenance and fixing small things. Yeah. I just don't enjoy it. Uh, but I've always liked science, so um, I went to U of A to study science. But I grew up, my parents, going back, I guess, they, um, my mom and dad divorced when I was pretty young. So and you're I, the youngest of four. Yes, right? yes. The youngest of four until my dad got remarried. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I then it was a blended this. family, so... So the youngest of four until I was probably Here's like a four story or five. I know of a man named Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll look up the Brady six. bunch, you younger generations that don't know what any of that is. I knew what you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, mom and dad got divorced when I was younger, so I don't remember them ever being married. Um, and then my mom married somebody in the Air Force, so they kind of bounced around a little bit to different places. Mm-hmm. And I would see her in the summertime. My dad got remarried to a lady and she had two kids. So then I was the youngest of six kids. 
from about the time I was five till I moved out when uh, I left high school. And just to clarify, you, your, you and your siblings stayed with your dad. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I was gonna yeah. ask who you yeah. primarily lived with. Yeah. 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 So the four of us lived with my dad for. I don't even know how long they were divorced until my dad got remarried. You know, as a young boy, you mm-hmm. just. It was just the way it was yeah. to you. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, I don't. I think that kind of stuff affects boys different than girls because girls are more about the relationship mm-hmm. and I was more about you know going out playing yeah riding around in the desert or doing whatever we did back then in the in the 80s and yeah and had, surviving yeah you made it yeah uh-huh. child of the 80s that's right <laughs> those are good times yeah so yeah okay so now tell me your story as a couple you've touched on some things here and there but mm-hmm. what is this marriage journey looked like for you guys well i'm gonna tell you right now i spotted him like the first couple weeks of that class (laughs) i was like well it it, because we had a class together in one of those big auditoriums at at the u of a and the class started at 10 30 but my previous class ended at like 9 45 so i was always in in the room early i'm a top of the stadium (laughs) kind of student you know where he was like the front row of the stadium student. He would uh, he would come in and he would always sit down and he had a book and uh, he was sitting there reading a book and uh, he'd wear these Levi's and cowboy boots and I would be like, that boy needs a real pair of jeans. He don't mean, <laughs> don't mean wearing Levi's with cowboy boots. So I'm like, what's he doing? But boy, is he cute. He had a mullet, mm, curly, <laughs> natural curly mullet mm, all over that. I used to make my girlfriend go sit down at, in, in front of him so I could try to go down and be like talking to her mm-hmm. and get him to look up from his book. And he never would look up <laughs> from his book. And I'm like, ah. So finally we had a field trip and uh, we went on that field trip together. We talk about that story and we have different versions of, of that field trip. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Mine's probably accurate. <laughs> I was I was standing there. I got there before you, and I was driving my dad's. Uh, my dad had a '78 Ford, which I loved that truck. And um, I was parked. I was standing, you know, talking to a girl that I'd made friends with. Um, and in pulls this '79 uh, Ford, uh, two wheel drive, long bed. And I and I kind of nudge my girlfriend. I'm like, look at that. I said, there you go, a couple Fords. And he parked. He parked next to my truck. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. And then he gets out. <laughs> and I'm like, Stacy, no way, that's him. <laughs> so, anyways, but I actually by the end of that field trip, I thought you liked Stacy because you were talking to her a lot. I was shy. You didn't talk much. No. <laughs> We I'm sure t- the audience could not tell that in the first five <laughs> minutes of this podcast where he was silent. For some reason, we were both in that class. You, I don't know why you, you took that class. I don't know why you took that class. You were a freshman. It was I a 300-level science class. I was like, why is he? I know why he took that yes. Have you met him? Yeah, yeah. true. It true, was true, an true. environmental class. Um, I, I honestly don't know why I took that class. God I was pretty disgruntled. Though. Yeah, God is good. I was pretty disgruntled at U of A because I grew up in Tucson and I didn't want to go there. Mm-hmm. So I tried to get into the Coast Guard Academy, but I'm colorblind, so I failed the physical. No way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Luke is colorblind. Yeah. Oh, is he? yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so it caught up to me. I had gotten accepted and got the to physical the and to the Coast Guard Academy in New York. And then uh, I failed it because I'm colorblind. So U of A was like... Um, 
like a backup plan, but mm-hmm. I, I did not want to go there. And so I, I don't even know why I took that class because. Was that the only know. class you were taking? No, I had okay. a full schedule, but I just wasn't interested in school, just taking whatever. I probably just thought, huh, environmental science, I'll take it because I just like science. Yeah. And so that's how it all started. And then I did notice her before the field trip and I followed her onto the same van during the field trip. So, so. <laughs> Not followed on Instagram. No, That's right. no, 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 no. Followed on the van. Yeah. I did it the old-fashioned way and, like, physically stalked her. Not just socially stalked her. Just the one time, though. Yeah. I was just telling the story, actually, about how we met in my classroom the other day because my students were asking me. And I told them, my, and I said the exact same thing. I said, if you ask my wife, she's going to have a different version of the same story. Yeah. But I think I fell asleep. You did. It was so funny. Me and Stacy were making fun of your head bobbing yeah. on the way back from the from the thing. Yeah. yeah. And stuff. So. So we talked. We went for a little walk, I think, and uh, and it was up at the top of Mount Lemon, and we were doing some environmental whatever. I don't yeah, remember I really too much. Yeah, I really wasn't. I was just there because I had to be. Yeah. And so then I think I was too shy to ask her out for a couple of weeks. Oh my gosh. It was killing me. Because I, I kept, yeah, it was killing me. But, yeah, he finally did. He finally did. I, I've never heard this story before. Oh, really? But it's oh, cracking funny. me up oh. how similar it is to my Luke's oh. story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Anyways, continue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I kept telling this gal in my class, I was like, Stacy, he likes you. He doesn't like me. He's not, you know, he hasn't, I haven't heard from him. I haven't, you know, he hasn't asked for my phone number. And I think you finally, we had finished a test. And we, I had come out, of course, I had come out first because, you know, anyways, I'm, I'm not super academic. <laughs> anyways, uh, and then you came out, and th- that's when you asked me for my phone number. Oh, see, yeah. I don't remember that part. I do. I do. How funny. We were standing on some steps out front of the uh, of the classroom building. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, uh, then you did and call. And he called. <laughs> yes, yeah. And then uh, I was talking to him on the telephone. Mm-hmm. Again, telephone. Not a cell phone. Not a cell phone. Um, and... Um, we were chatting and he said, uh, we were joking about our last names. We didn't know our last names yet. Oh, yeah. And I said, uh, he's like, well, what's your last name? And I said, well, if it's properly pronounced, it's not bad. You know, uh-huh. Buttes, it's uh-huh. not a bad, I said, but it never gets properly pronounced. <laughs> so we joked about that. And then I said, well, what about you? And he goes, I think I'm going to win this one. And I don't know, like, what's your last name? <laughs> and he goes, Tramp. And I just went, oh, no. And then, you know, we kind of talked about that for a few minutes. Then we were like, he's like, well, how old are you? And I said, uh, I said, um, or no, you asked me when I graduated high school. And I said, I graduated in May of 90. And I said, when did you graduate? And you said, May. (laughs) And I said, May of what? And you were like, just this past May. two months ago. Yeah. And I'm like, I remember hanging up the phone and telling my roommate, I'm like, this is not going to work. He is two years younger than I am. There's no way I'm dating a guy younger than me. This is ridiculous. I was like, yep, won me over. That first date won me over. That first yeah. date won me over. He had made reservations, which I, I had never experienced a man doing that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was very impressed. Where did you go? Do you know? Do you remember? On a hayride. Like somewhere out in um, like Tanka Verde area. So it was like fallish, like yeah. October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was October. Mm-hmm. So yeah. October we went out on a hayride somewhere and I think I had made reservations. I don't know if we went out to dinner or what we did before or after. I just remember the hayride thinking yeah. this is the coolest thing ever. 
Yeah, yeah. too funny. Yeah. And then I dropped her off at her apartment. And she kissed me. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not letting this one get away. We're going to hook him line and sinker. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I did. I admit it. Yeah. I snuck in there and so funny. Yep. planted one on you. So how long until you guys were engaged and then married after that? So one year exactly from our first date. Mm-hmm. But I had to wait. You proposed. I did. Yeah. I proposed one year. So I was still... 19 years old mm-hmm. when I proposed to her and it was exactly one year from our first date but she had to work the next day and so we went out the night before mm-hmm. but we had to wait I waited until midnight <laughs> and then I proposed but she and was I wasn't kinda, feeling well no she wasn't feeling wasn't well feeling so she's well. like, I like just why are you go making home. me stay awake yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like Dude. I had no clue yeah, yeah. so yeah. so that it was one year and then that was in October of 91, and we got married in May of 92, so yeah. whatever the math is, seven or eight months. Yeah, yeah, and no, I wasn't pregnant. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, stuff came a few years later. <coughs> yeah, we, we, Four years. we got married in 94, and Seth was born in 98. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That time period between us getting married and Seth being born is our Mesa Mm-hmm. When we lived in Mesa, because we moved into our house in Goodyear, and she was nine months pregnant and like on bed rest and stuff, and it mm-hmm. was my first day of teaching ever. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So you started teaching and then had a baby like a month into the school year. Oh, oh not like even a day, a few days, couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. didn't have any time. Oh man. Yeah, but <laughs> I took two days off, and the coolest thing, and I was telling this story the other day too, the coolest <laughs> thing about it is my principal. You know, back then they just cared about humans. Yeah. And and. And all these numbers. And, yeah, yeah. There wasn't all this metrics and all that stuff, and they just cared about people. And my my boss, super sweet lady, she just said, "You you have to take some time off," and I'm like. I, I don't have any. And she's like, take off two days because he was born over Labor Day. Mm-hmm. So we already had a three-day weekend. And then I took off two days and it never came out of my paycheck because uh-huh. I, I didn't have that day. So it yeah. never counted against me and she just made it work. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That was sweet. Mm-hmm. Very. Um, yeah. That's fun. I've actually never heard a lot of those stories. There you so go. that's really cool. <laughs> cool to hear those. Um, okay. In what ways would you say that your upbringings have affected your marriage, both coming from broken families? I would say in our early years, um, probably more than I anticipated. Um, so even so, I did come from a broken family. Um, when I moved in with my sister and my brother-in-law, and I was 16, um, uh, I had not made good choices with relationships and um, reasonably. <laughs> yeah. And so we sat there. I remember, uh, yeah, I think we'd been, I'd been living with her for just a few months and, and it's so vivid. Uh, and oh gosh. And the other thing they would always, we always went to church every Sunday, no matter how late I stayed out Friday, Saturday night, my brother-in-law loved nothing more than coming in and waking me up. <laughs> to go to church Sunday morning, which was the one of the best things he, he did for me um, uh, in that time frame. But um, I remember looking at my sister across the table, the, the bar, and I was like, 
I said, he never yells at you. He doesn't even like raise his voice at you. And she looked at me and she says, they're not supposed to. And that, that concept just was not anywhere in my realm of thinking mm-hmm. because I knew nothing different. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, all I knew was yelling mm-hmm. and, 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 and volatility. And um, moving in with them. And uh, I mean, I had, you know, had a few little people uh, in my life that uh, had taught me about Jesus and, and um, you know, <laughs> the gross backs. I have, I have to, I hope it's okay I mention their names. <laughs> um, their daughter, Gloria, Gro- or uh, not Gloria, Gloria's her mom, Georgia Grossback, um, invited me to the uh, church when in like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And, and so that was like the original seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, went there for a couple years. And then junior high starts, you kind of fade yeah. out. And then, um, and then my sister uh, wanted me to be in her wedding. And she was like, I really want you to learn the Lord's Prayer. That was like one of the things that she, she was like, we're going to be saying it during the ceremony and, you know, mm-hmm. I want you to know it. And so I was like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, mm-hmm. what, is, you know, and I'm like, I'm terrible at memorizing, you know. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, just, you know, start coming to church with us a little bit, you know, just that kind of thing. And got me into a high school group that was led by um, the Grandies who they were uh, the next family that was super influential in my, my foundation and, um, and so even when Don and I met, I mean, I remember, I remember asking him like, so what's your, you know, what's your faith? What's your whatever? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I was right. Can I share this? I guess we said we could share anything. Sure. Um, uh, I, he said, well, I was raised Catholic, but I'm, did you say atheist or which one? I don't one know did if you... I said, I don't know if I said atheist or if I just said Ag- you know, agnostic yeah. or something yeah. like that. You you're one also of those have terms. a very like scientific brain. Oh, so very that much was, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, anything I've accomplished in life, I've accomplished on my own with no help from you know anything else. And I, I mean, we were literally up till like four o'clock in the morning, like pounding this out. We were like, oh, you know, I'm like, dude, I really like you, but this is a, this mm-hmm. is a, I'm not gonna be unevenly yoked. Mm-hmm. You know, this is. Um, I wanna interject something uh-huh. real quick so that's the story that I was going to bring up later uh-huh. about Kathy and Brian yeah because I remember you telling me when I was probably like 12 or 13 and I remember it a little differently uh-huh. remember you told me and I maybe just heard it differently mm-hmm. but that something had happened and you like went to your room and sat down on your bed and you were just like and she came in with you and you said I didn't know it could be this way mm-hmm. and she said it is supposed to be this way yeah and I clearly have always remembered it and I because I think in that moment for me I thought okay that is proof that just because I grew up in this type of environment Mm -hmm. it doesn't I do not have to live like this the rest Mm -hmm. of my life and I really needed that hope because Mm -hmm. I was like this is it this is all we do for forever yeah (laughs) um so I've always remembered. Oh, that's that precious. Story. I love that. Yeah, it's um, we and there were many conversations that Kathy and I had um, uh, in those formidable uh, years <laughs> that I was with her. But you know, I I just completely believe that God had His hand, um, you know, woven throughout. You know, the people that that were being planted in my life. Um, the interactions I was having, was I still being a stupid teenager? hundred percent. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, was I still making choices that would not make, you know, the Lord, you know, uh, happy and, you know, but 
there was still seeds being planted mm-hmm. and um and they they just loved me yeah. you know even though i was screwing up cuz i never kind of understood unconditional love yeah. um and so to have people that you didn't that, that knew the ickiness of you that mm-hmm. knew the the you know all the all the stuff and they still uh wanted to pour into you yeah. i mean that was crucial so what I hope Kathy doesn't mind us talking about it on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> hey, sis. <laughs> um, like, how did she have that and you didn't? Like, where was that? Like, where did she meet Jesus where you hadn't yet? Do you know? Um, if I had, uh, I, she and I did go to the, the same little church um, here in Buckeye that the Grossbacks invited me to. She was a couple years older than I was. So I think, um, and there was even like moments that our parents would go. But mm-hmm. most of the time, Kathy and I were the kids that the neighbors picked up mm-hmm. and brought to church. The neighbors know. projects. Yes, yes, yes. We were the neighbors projects. So, um, and I, I remember when she stood up to be, uh, they had a call to, uh, to be baptized. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we were young. And, it, I, you know, I'm, she's the older sister. I'm the younger sister. She got up to go, and I just followed right behind her. I was like, okay, she's doing it. I'm doing it. Here we go, you know. And um, so, you know, between that and I th- I think a lot of it was Brian's family. Um, his uh, Brian is blessed with a phenomenal mother um, who uh, I joke with Kathy because I knew her before Kathy knew her because she lived across the street from my best friend in junior high school. (laughs) And, um, she had to come over and get me and my girlfriend out of trouble. A lot of times we got the kitchen (laughs) on fire one time and it was a grease fire. And she came running over with a shovel of dirt. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, so she's, yeah, that woman's been in my life like for a very long time. And I think, uh, I think, that was, and, and Brian set an expectation, I think, um, of this is what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to church. We, you know, we do our Bible studies. We read our Bible and we pray and that's just what we do. Yeah. And um, uh, th- there was also a couple of um, Christian um, retreats, uh, Walk to Emmaus mm. and Chrysalis, uh, that we were kind of involved in a little bit. I think that mm-hmm. also... Um, I learned a lot from those experiences, um, and, and stuff. So I, I would guess, um, and I don't, I hope I'm not misrepresenting, but, uh, I think that's a couple of the things that she would say. Yeah. So then when you two got together, it was reversed from Kathy and Brian a little bit because he was the, Mm -hmm. the non-believer at the time. It sounds like, um, maybe early on, but then we started going to the like Chrysalis and stuff. I think we went to Christmas before we got married. Yes. So we changed, you know. Yeah. Um, Did you do that like for her, or was like when? Like when were you saved? Uh, I couldn't pinpoint a yeah, moment. Yeah, I can't either. Yeah. With myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. I couldn't just say, "Oh, it was this day." No, yeah. I think just through all those experiences, and we did some. Uh, even uh, down in Tucson, we did some. We went to a, I think like a college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a college church. group. Yeah. And even in high school, I did um, Young Life. Mm-hmm. So and what, is, what is that? Remind me what that was. Like a high school Christian it's type like of thing. It's like youth group, yeah. but they're not like a with a specific church. Oh, okay. But their goal is to push kids to the church. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So I went to Young Life and stuff. So there, it was always there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just, you know, the Catholicism kind of, yeah. uh, you know, just my family said they were Catholic, but we never really went to church yeah. or anything. Uh, maybe like Christmas Eve, you know, midnight mass and Easter morning type of thing. Yeah. So I, I would say a lot of it was the, you know, just things throughout. So not a specific time. Mm-hmm. And then when we got married, we did the walk to Emmaus. Mm-hmm. All of those were very influential. Yeah. I'm excited for this question. <laughs> um, I have always thought, watching you two, that you balance each other mm-hmm. really well. Um, obviously, you're very different but very complimentary. And so I've actually always wondered this, and now I get to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, how much of that is natural, and how much of it do you have to, like, intentionally try? <laughs> uh, we, we are very different. Yes. Uh, as I think, you know, I mean, just bottom line, male, female. Mm-hmm. Just total different mindset, you know. I don't think it's a male, female thing. Oh, I think some of it is. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Yeah. Well, there's that, but we just have different, I don't know, like ways that we, like you like being with people. I enjoy my alone time. Right? Yeah. You leave trash in the cubbies of the cars. (laughs) I don't see those as trash cans. (laughs) So there's, you know, differences. Yes. You are a big picture, uh, guy yeah i'm always looking a couple of days weeks mm-hmm. minutes whatever the time Steps. frame is Steps yeah ahead. there we go that's I'm a good way to say it. and she's a live in the moment type of person yeah so where i'm planning out our retirement she's <laughs> saying thank you and you're not allowed to die first yeah. <laughs> yeah. so um so how i mean there was definitely a lot of learning early on um we actually it's kind of precious uh, for me because i see it a little bit in our in our sons mm-hmm. and their their future brides um and uh i think recognizing that 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 we are different he he is very science minded he is he will put the word probably in front of everything because little is definite. Absolute, yeah. Yes, there's little that is absolute. And so even, and, and I struggle with that because my thinking, I'm like, you know, I'm most, I just, you know, when you say probably, I'm, I go, well, why, why, why is that not a, an absolute, <laughs> you know? And like, and if so, he's like, if you're like, can we go to breakfast tomorrow and he's like probably yeah is that a good example or is that that's probably a really good example (laughs) (laughs) and you're like why can't because i've actually heard you say that well why why can't we say for sure that we're going something else might (laughs) pop up yes you know yeah yeah something else comes up and we we change our mind or something like that and that's kind of come back to bite us in the butt because we haven't always been totally committed like deciding things like on a calendar or something Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah but. So I don't know. I think I think in our early years it, it was uh, immense effort. And 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 here's I'll bring this up. Um, one thing that I wanted to be intentional about bringing up is is the book we got from when we got married. And I actually think the Grandies got it for us. I think Stephen and Beth got it for us. Mm-hmm. And I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me. But we had taken it camping 
the summer we got married. So we got married in May and we went camping that summer. And I said, we're going to take this book and we're going to read this book while we're camping. And um, one of the things in it was the scripture um, in uh, Genesis that talks about leaving and cleaving. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the only thing I remember from that entire book. <laughs> that's it. That's all I remember. And so uh, I remember we had both really decided that that, that was going to be kind of our marriage motto. Mm -hmm. Leave and cleave. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's why that that time in Mesa was so important yeah. because we were away from her sister. They were living in Buckeye mm -hmm. and we were in Mesa. So it was a good, which know. was hard because my nieces <laughs> were little. Yeah. But they came over all the time. <laughs> they did come over. They were, I mean, they were 45 minutes to an hour away, depending on where they were living at the time in Buckeye. And then my family was another two hours away. So we were isolated, which was really good for mm -hmm. us, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of couples need to do that and kind yeah. of get away. Oh, but I remember a, one of our biggest differences when we were newly married because we had no money. I was 20. We were, we got married in between my sophomore and junior year of college. Mm -hmm. So she stopped going to college. Which was fine with me, <laughs> which I had no issue with whatsoever. And she was working full time. My retail. father wasn't very happy about <laughs> it, but <laughs> sorry, go ahead. That's okay. And I was... That's how we're different, too. She interjects quite a bit. Um, <laughs> so, so I was going to school. So we literally, I mean, we were just barely making ends meet all the time. And she would worry about finances mm. all the time. And I'm like, it is what it is. Like, And I think that's because she didn't deal with finances, I, I guess, growing up. You didn't see it. No. Where I always had, like, little jobs and... Um, my dad was fairly transparent, I think, but there was a, a lot of kids. There was a time where it was just my dad at home and, you know, he would give us lunch money and it would go out. He would have piles of lunch money for each kid. And sometimes <laughs> they were just coins like nickels and dimes and quarters or whatever he had at that point in time, uh, which I'm truly grateful for. But I, I think she would stress about it and I never really stressed about it. I was like, it is what it is. Like, you can't change it. You could go work more. Well, and I'm going to interject on you here because I think this is an important piece for the women to hear because I, I remember this. And I remember this was a, a little battle we had to get through together is when I would see him not stressing about money, I felt like I needed to stress more about it mm -hmm. because I'm like, yeah, I'm like, somebody has to be stressing about yes, this. Yes. I'm yeah. like, and, and when I, I mean, so you were a full-time student. Yeah. You, he rode his bike to ASU, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, from Mesa. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we, wow. we were committed. Uh, we had one vehicle. Uh, I worked as an assistant manager at a children's clothing store at the mall, full-time. Um, and, and that's, we were living, at, and you had a couple part-time jobs here and there. Yeah, I worked at, I worked, well. Go ahead, say it, say it. Where'd you work? Uh... I worked a little bit of retail, and then I got a job at ASU. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Come on. Where'd you work at? I had to work at the Disney store for a short period of time. Uh, then did you get job. to be Mr. Incredible? <laughs> no, I had to wear a goofy sweater. Not actually goofy. The character just looked goofy. I thought you looked bad. There's a joke that 
I guess you had with your middle school students, yes. I guess, where you looked like oh, Mr. Yeah. Incredible. Yes. Yeah. yes, and we you you built on that. Yes. You built on yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is true. But um yeah, so you know, we we were, I mean, spaghetti, ramen, mac and cheese, like, you know, and then we got our car stolen at one point in time during this time. Um, and then, uh, the, the day after it got stolen, my dad brings me his Ford that I loved. Right. Um, that night somebody tried to steal the Ford from our apartment. I mean, back to back. Was it, it the was, same person? It was, I don't yeah, know. Oh These people gosh. have great cars. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, you know, but we, through the struggle, we learned to lean in to our relationship with the Lord and, and we learn to rely on him. Um, but we had a lot of things to figure out and work through as a young married couple. Um, I, I grew up with sisters, you know, well with a sister, there were no boys in my life. So this mentality of the way they think and the way they process and the way they analyze was just totally foreign to mm-hmm. me. And I hear my daughter-in-law talk about that a lot uh, because she, she's grown up with sisters mm-hmm. and no males. And she's talked about, you know, trying to understand my son and, and how they think and mm-hmm. process and work and stuff. So, um, but we just, it always came down to leave and cleave. It's you and I against the world. So we got to we gotta figure this out. I loved hearing about Chris and Don's story. Even though I pretty much grew up with them, there was a lot in there that I hadn't heard before. And one of my favorite things is how much they laugh together and how much we all get to laugh when we're together. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this conversation as much as we enjoyed having it. And come back next week for... I mean, in my opinion, the better half of the conversation, even though I think they're both really great. I'm really excited about next week's episode. So listen to both, enjoy both. And that's all I have for today. So enjoy your day and think about what you're loving today.